Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Today's gospel is hard to understand. John chapter 5. Jesus is responding to the Jews that are coming to persecute him because he has done mighty works on the Sabbath and he's also saying that he's the Son of Man. The Lord is speaking some words that are so powerful, and at the same time, some of them require pondering and meditation. We can imagine that John is writing from memory some of these thoughts and experiences that the Lord endured. And you can imagine the shock at seeing your rabbi, Jesus, being accused, being uh, haunted by the Jewish authorities of the time, if you are his disciple. So Jesus is answering that his father is at work, and so he is at work, and they're trying to get him. But he responds now with boldness, saying, Amen, amen, I say to you, which we see in the Bible when the Lord is calling our attention The son cannot do anything on his own, but only what he sees the father doing. Have you ever pondered what the Lord does throughout the Bible stories when he goes up to the mountain in solitude? When he uh, separates himself from the disciples, where he prepares himself in the desert, that he's actually observing in that intimate place with his heavenly father, what his own father is doing. And he is so close to his father that he also does what um, his heavenly father is doing. For the father loves the son and shows him everything that he himself does. We can ponder each one of the verses that you uh, imagine our heavenly father containing all of existence and answering all of our prayers and existing in a dimension of of being that we cannot even comprehend. As the Father raises the dead and gives life, also does the Son give life to whomever he wishes. Can you imagine hearing that in a public place? And what is John thinking and feeling as he says, my goodness, he is just being persecuted and he's elevating the tone. Whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. He already knows that the things he's done that are signs, miracles and wonders, curing the person that was sitting on a mat and helping the blind man. Every one of the miracles that we've been seeing has caused people to 
question what his intention is, for whom he's working. They cannot simply understand that he's the son of God. And now he's telling them, he's telling them that judgment is coming also. And that when they are not able to hear him, there's a time coming when the dead will hear his voice. And that there, and in this judgment that is coming, there is a separation of those that have followed his voice and done good deeds and they will receive the resurrection of life. But those that have done wicked deeds will receive condemnation. Can you imagine being in that audience? If you are a follower of Jesus and if you're not, you realize that he's stepping up the messaging. And at this midpoint that we are going through in our journey, we realize that the Lord, knowing exactly what's coming, continues to do the will of the Father. And the psalm for today, 145, says, The Lord is gracious and merciful. We know that in this judgment that is coming, the Lord is going to show justice and mercy, that he's slow to anger, and that he's great in kindness, that he's compassionate, towards all his works, that he's faithful, that he lifts up those who are failing, raises up all the all the ones that are bowed down, and that he's holy in all his works, that he listens to those who call upon him. The psalm is telling us the nature of God and Jesus communing with his heavenly Father and seeing all that his Father does is experiencing that mercy that is that communion between them. We also have a first reading from Isaiah chapter 49, where the Lord says, In a time of favor, I answer you. On the day of salvation, I help you. I've kept you and given you as a covenant to the people. And we see a list of things that signifies salvation, the restoration of the land, the ability to tell the prisoners, come out, and to those in darkness, show yourself. That there will be pastures where there will be no hunger and no thirst. That there will be guidance to these springs of water and there will be a level road through the mountain that would be cut as a highway. And that the Lord will gather those that are coming from afar and that all will break, break into song. And the Lord in that journey is comforting his people. And the prophet Isaiah says, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. And we see, just like in this psalm, more thoughts about the nature and the character of God that just like a mother cannot forget her infant, our Heavenly Father cannot forget us. In these readings that we are offered on this midpoint journey, we recognize that this mercy, this justice from our Heavenly Father that comes through Jesus Christ, that is available to us on our journey, is part of what he experiences as the Lord meditates on this hard path that is coming his way, where he's going to shed his blood for us. 
What love, friends, does our Heavenly Father feel for us that is so incredibly profound, much more than the love of a mother for her infant? That love that is available to us uh, and it's been given to us at a great, great price, do we feel it? friends, and more importantly, do we receive it? Are we in a position of awe at how beloved we are, that we can lift up our hands and receive with joy, singing in the mountains, that the Lord is leveling the paths so that we can come to his holy mountain? That is the invitation, friends, and Jesus boldly steps into the marketplace where he's been persecuted to express all of those words that John gathers and writes for us so that centuries later we can continue to relish the actions of our Savior. So friends, let us go to the throne with praise and thanksgiving. Let us go to the throne to say to our Father that is Lord and merciful, thank you, Father. Thank you that you sent your Son to be the resurrection and the life of the world. We believe in him, and we know that because of that, we will never die. Thank you for the promises of your word. Help us to live lives that are courageous and bold in the same kind of love of our neighbor and of you, that we may love you more fully every day with our mind and our heart, and our soul with our entire being. We ask you, Father, that you help us navigate life that in the way that you describe in your word, that you level all the crooked paths and you allow us to come to your mountain to praise you and to glorify you and to adore you. Thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for your protection. We cover ourselves and our loved ones in the precious blood of Jesus so that we can serve you better in the protection of this heavenly gift that we have received. We thank you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under the inner room Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.